this podcast is to inspire you to think critically about issues of life and seek God. We hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you're doing well in Christ. I pray that you're doing well in your faith as well. Today, I want to talk about the following scripture being misrepresented. This is the scripture from Galatians chapter 3, verse 27 to 29, and I'll talk about it, and you can tell me what your thoughts are. Maybe you don't agree with me, and you have a different interpretation of this scripture, but let me present my idea of this scripture, or at least overarching explanation and point of Apostle Paul. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 27 to 29, this is what he says. I'm reading from CSB translation. For those of you who were baptized into Christ and have been clothed with Christ, there is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male and female, since you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. You see, I'm talking about progressive Christianity, who has taken the scripture to mean that Christ has invalidated all genders. There's no gender anymore. I personally usually don't care about exposing the misrepresentation of different religions, different denominations. I don't much care about that. I care about preaching the truth that is Christ. But sometimes I think it is a necessity to expose some blatant misrepresentation of the scripture. In this case, however, I just want to interpret the text for what it is. Now, if you want to learn more about progressive Christianity, how it has damaged, how it has been detrimental to Christian doctrine, truth, you can go learn from Mike Winger. I suggest that his contents are great. You can find him on YouTube, on podcast. But for my audience today, I wanted to provide a small food for thought. Now, let's talk especially about Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. In that Again, I'll read, this is what it says. There is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male and female, since you are all one in Christ Jesus. And that last part, which says, you are all one in Christ, uh, progressive Christianity, they mean it to take it as, there's no roles, there's no gender construct, there's no uh, status or class with, within gender. And to that, I want to say, I don't think this is what Apostle Paul meant when he wrote this. And I'll give you... An argument, and you can uh, think about it, and then maybe think about it as you read the Bible, as you pray. What did Apostle Paul mean by that? First of all, let's talk about there's no Jew or Greek. I'll take one by one, all of those three, Jew or Greek, slave or free, male and female. Now, if you, if we read the letter to Romans and letter to Galatians, Paul is constantly making the point that faith is the basis of membership in Christ in the Messiah. In the past, now if we go back in the history, Jew, they despised Gentiles. Gentiles were referred as dogs, we can see in the New Testament. So there, there's no comparison between Jew and Greek, Jew or uh, Gentiles in the past. Jew considered themselves to be superior because they were the chosen possession of God. God chose to work from them. That is why the discrimination in the early church still existed. Now, Christ came, the Messiah came, and both Jew and Gentiles were both worshiping Christ. So, Apostle Paul had to rebuke Apostle Peter and Barnabas in the same letter to Galatians where the scripture is of hypocrisy because Peter would treat Gentiles differently because of the fear of Jews. In the same book I'm talking about. Now, progressive Christians, they'll forget about this argument and they'll just skip through this. 
But this is exactly why I think this because of this incident that happened, Apostle Paul makes the point to teach Galatians that Christ is the basis of membership in the in this new covenant. There's no discrimination. There's no Jew or Gentiles. Now, all of you Jew, Gentiles, there's no one superior or inferior to the gospel. Both are same in this in this Christ in this class. So this is the first point we need to remember. Everyone is one in Christ Jesus. Now let's talk about slave and free. No one will be shocked to know that slaves were treated poorly or despicably. Again, if you read the letter to Philemon, you'll see Paul defending a slave named Onesimus, who had run away after robbing his master Philemon, probably. And then he defends because Onesimus had converted to Christianity when um, Paul preached. Now, what does Paul do? What happened in the early in in the early culture? If you were a runaway slave, you could be killed. You would be killed. You would be captured. You would be imprisoned. So that's why he makes this appeal for a slave to Philemon, who has been a Christian. He was an early Colossian rich man, probably. So he makes this case for his, now he calls his brother uh, Onesimus. He was he, he's saying that Onesimus have found Christ. So I appeal to you, my brother, that you'd consider Onesimus as you would consider me a brother. Now, this was the most preposterous request unimaginable at that time period. You see what Paul is doing here? He's again emphasizing that there's no class, there's no status among believers. They're all Christians. There's no separation as slaves and free in Christ. All are freed and all have one master, that is Christ, who died for all of them. So there's no slaves, there's no free, but just people of Christ. Now let's talk about male and female. You see where I'm going with this. Progressive Christians have taken this to mean that Christ does not care about genders. They'll see, they'll they'll look at this verse and they'll point at this scripture and they'll say, you see, Christ says, I mean, Apostle Paul says, all are same in Christ. There is no gender. Again, in the in that culture, women in that culture were considered inferior to man. There's no surprise there either. Even their testimony was not taken seriously. They were treated as properties. That was back then. So, But Jesus comes along and he elevates the status of women in that society. Then Apostle Paul not only continues to advance that treatment of Christ, but he partners with female. There's no male. There's no female superior. Back then, male were circumcised, which was the sign of covenant. They were given this special privilege. Simply the point is male had a lot of privileges back then. Paul tells uh, to the Ephesians, he says, love your wives like Christ loved the church. You see how high the status of women is elevated? In this new covenant, there's no male, there's no female, there's no separation. But that does not mean there's no gender. That's not the case. If you see the overall picture of the New Testament, you can easily identify that it is important that there is male and female both male and female, slaves and free, Jew and Greek, all have now come under one new covenant that is Christ. So instead of arguing and bickering over this, Apostle Paul says, remember, they're all one heirs to one promise that is the promise in Christ. Male and female, now both recipient of God's promise. This is not saying by any stretch of imagination that male and female have no gender. That, I think, is a false interpretation. 
Now, if you go back to the book of Genesis, God makes it clear. He says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female he created. You see, this is clear that Apostle Paul does not mean there's no gender roles. They are, I think, necessary to function a, as a proper society. Male and female both are necessary. They are created uniquely to bear God's image. We should not and we dare not try mess up God's construct of roles, gender roles. They're both important to function as a proper society. So why do they react the way they react, progressive Christians? I think they want to be acceptable. I think they want to progress. I think probably they they are empathetic towards those who identify and whatever they want to identify as. They want to be there. They, they feel like they're oppressed. Their truth is being suppressed, and, and, and I get it, I get it, but that does not mean we compromise the gospel. Christians need to accept all people in the church. Church is the place of sinners, not only for the sinners who have recognized the need for a savior. It is about entering into a new life and new creation, being a new creation. So we should love all people because we were messed up too, but we should hate sin. We should not compromise, again, the gospel to accommodate people's feelings. We should not compromise the truth in exchange for acceptance and comfort and convenience. Sin is comfortable, but the cross of Christ is an offense. It is an offense. It will not let you just be who you are. We should not cave into misrepresentation of the gospel. We need a savior, that is Christ, and gospel does not need saving. Now, as Christians, how should we respond to all of this? How should we respond to progressive Christianity who continually advances their own agenda? It is not the agenda of Christ. Lately, as I've been exposed more to progressive Christianity and their blatant, blasphemous claim about interpretation of the gospel, it makes me sick. It makes me really want to puke because they are taking the scripture out of context to suit their own narrative, their ideological belief, their own idea of God. I think that is absurd. And we should be watchful. How should we respond as Christians? First of all, we need to pray for the people. We need to pray for them and show our love. And then second, we need to watch and be careful, be alert. And this is not surprising that the false teachings, false misrepresentation of Christ are coming out. It's not surprised Christ said it would happen. Apostle Paul said it would happen. It, it's not new. It will happen. False teachings will creep in in Christianity. It has happened before. It will happen again. That's why... We should not be deceived. We should, we should seek to live for Christ and in Christ. And most importantly, love and invite lost people. Don't respond with your feelings like, oh yeah, I feel for you. And then somebody says, oh, my heart is right though. No, the heart is corrupt. What you need to be careful is how my actions and how my love for Christ is being represented in the society. So as a whole, when there are people who says it's okay to live however you want to live if you claim to be uh, if you claim to be a Christian, it's not that. We need to be watchful, careful about how we represent Christ in this world. The important thing is gospel is about transformation. It will transform you from it won't let you be who you are. If you come to Christ, you don't stay who you are. So all the people progressive Christianity claims to represent or uh, represent to them and say, that's okay, Christ is 
this is what Christ did is is wrong. Christ did not say you can be comfortable in your sin. You can be comfortable in your own idea of God. Christ said, come to me and I'll save you. Take off your burden and I'll save you. Christ's purpose was to save us from sin. So we need to invite those lost people. We need to invite in love. We, we don't, we should not react in hate or we should not react like the world. We should not despise other people. LGBTQ community, all of those, we should invite them into the grace of Christ, but we should challenge them to live the way Christ intended, because he is the Savior. And same is with the liar, thieves, convicts, and all of this. We need to invite them in love, and then we need to let them know that Christ is the Savior. Christ is the gracious God. We all have sin. We all deal, and we are all in the sin, but Christ is the antidote to that sin. So that's the, that's the main point of all this. I'm not trying to do an expose here, exposing progressive Christianity. What I'm trying to do is, there's this misrepresentation out there. They mean this Galatians chapter 3.28 into a completely different way, and that's not what Apostle Paul meant. And now do not be deceived. If you read yourself and think about it, and it's important, the podcast is titled Think With Rough. As I'm thinking, I'm expecting you to think about it as well. I'm getting you started, but it is your job to properly think, and you will be ultimately responsible for your own actions, and I'll be responsible for my actions. So we should love all people, accept all people, but then we should point them towards Jesus. We should tell them Christ is the center, and he is the one who transforms us. Gospel is all about transformation. It is all about reconciling us to God, and I hope you understand that. I hope you understand that, and I'll make my position clear again. Christ is the ultimate sacrifice for us, and in him we'll find peace and joy and, and saving salvation. Okay? All right. Well, that's all for today. I hope that you will share this and then think about it more importantly. Think about this and do not cave into all the false teachings out there. Be careful. Be watchful. Be praying. And do not be afraid. Just hold on to what you have found that is Christ. Hold on to that anchor that is Christ. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening.